Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store. And before we dive into today's conversation, I want to share about one of our amazing partners, BetterHelp. I'm so thankful to have good friends, a mentor, pastors, and family who are willing to have tough conversations when needed. I mean, not always thankful in the exact moment of said tough conversations, but always grateful eventually because they love me enough to help me get to know myself better. See, getting to know ourselves is a lifelong process, especially because we're all Always growing and changing, God willing. Therapy is all about deepening that self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we respond the way we do until we talk it through. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Y'all know what a proponent of counseling I am. It has been a really pivotal part of helping me get to know myself and keep growing into the Annie I want to be. Since BetterHelp is entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and to fit in your schedule. They've helped remove so many of the obstacles that sometimes keep people from getting the help they need. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So you're sure to be working with someone who's a good match for you. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash That Sounds Fun today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash That Sounds Fun. Today on the show, I get to talk with Jonathan Pekluda. He was with us on the Love Better Tour back in 2020 and on episode episode 275, if you want to go back and listen to that one, all about dating. JP is the lead pastor at Harris Creek Baptist Church in Waco, Texas, and he's a best-selling author as well. He gets real about vices in his new book, Why Do I Do What I Don't Want to Do? Replace Deadly Vices with Life-Giving Virtues. In this book, JP offers an attainable plan to take hold of old, bad, destructive, and unhealthy habits and replace them with newer, true, constructive, and healthier ones. He's a truth teller, and we don't hold back on this one. We are talking a lot about confession. So y'all buckle up. It's a good one. Here's my conversation with my friend JP. Okay, JP, welcome back to That Sounds Fun. I'm already crying, so. Hey, it's good to be back. Oh, we're just glad you're Let's here. Let's go. What it's like treat. being home. That's how it feels to me, too. I mean, Man. 2020, last tour that ran before COVID. It was crazy. <laughs> and I was I was just thinking about that. Yeah, we we're the last ones, and then they shut that down for a little while. Yeah, so. and then bless Compassion's heart. I don't think Compassion ever. We broke Compassion's uh, touring Man. leg. Man. <laughs> they never came they back. Couldn't, they couldn't handle the, yeah. the late night. Yeah. Do you know, I think I texted you this, but I saw Sean Groves, who is one of my yeah. dearest. I mean, we just love him. He's a pastor, you know, here. Yes, at, I, was just, I was with the, uh, his pastor last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did y'all talk about him? Yes. Yeah. So I heard Sean speak at a conference last week, and I was on the front row. I was speaking at it too, and he was representing Compassion, and he said, I quit touring because I don't ever want to have to tour with Annie again. <laughs> <or something. laughs> but he also said he had more fun with us than he had ever had. That's a fact. Somebody, I, uh, oh, you posted that. Yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. that on, yeah. on your Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, I was talking about him last night. He yeah. sounds like he's doing great. Yeah, so. it's awesome. It, I mean, we did have so much fun on that tour. It's funny how that can be such a bonding experience because even as I walk through your hallway yeah. and uh, and I just see those pictures of all of us in those 12 bunks. And, yeah. 
just doing life together. It's community. It's what we were made for. Yeah. I mean, that's, God made us for that kind of community. Yeah. And it was then, so good. You were so too tall for a bunk and you never told us. Yeah. <laughs> well. Did you bend your knees? Uh, yeah, I think I folded up in there. Oh, gosh. It wasn't, a, it wasn't like the – I'm going to be transparent and say it was not the best sleep of my life. No. For sure. No. But uh, it was one of the best times of my life. Same. Yeah. I was – I mean, that – you know, that was really my first headlining tour with you. Like, I was, yeah. I was co-headlining that. That was the first time I'd ever done that. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons the Lord gifted us with that one first yeah. is it made me want to keep doing it forever. Yeah. I went like, oh, we can do this. Now, yeah. it has not been – there's been beauty in every one of them. None of them have been yeah. like that one again. Yeah. And, man, what a gift. Man, I was – say, Annie just prayed for us and uh, it was and got emotional. I know. And as you did, I thought – like, here's what I thought. I thought, man, I love her. Oh. And I thought that's such a – that's a weird thing. And I, I thought Jesus must, you know, Jesus loved Mary and Jesus loved Martha. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the world needs, like, even as I say that, people are like, wait, he's married. And like, yeah, 100%. And like, my wife loves you. <laughs> yes, and we I love, love you. Yes. And it's like, just like deep affections as we lock arms and yeah. get to do this together apart. I yeah. mean, you know, separated geographically, yeah. but feel like we're on mission together. Yeah. So thank you. It's really fun. I, I was, this has been on the calendar for a minute and I was really excited to come to Nashville yeah. just yeah. To, to be in this room. Oh, thanks. I feel the same way. It yeah. is, it is. Being able to do them online is a gift, right? Yeah. But doing them in person yeah. when you get to like be with your people yes. is so fun. Yeah. Okay, Waco. The Lord is just doing some stuff, huh? Yeah. Will you just do a flyover again? I think there are probably a lot of our friends listening who have gotten to know you in the last three years yeah. and didn't walk with you from Watermark yeah. and from the porch to Waco and yeah. realize you didn't know it was going to go like this. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, I was, when the, when God called me into ministry, I'm not like the biggest God said guy, but I was sitting at my desk at AT&T and God said, I mean, like a, he said, you're going to come work for me. And In your ear? It startled my soul. I, I have answered this question. If you were sitting beside me, would you have heard him? It felt like you would have. Uh, I don't wow. know if you would right. have, because you weren't, I can't hypothetically answer that, right. but I can tell you what I heard felt like you would have heard him. And so I went home and I called a friend. I said, you know, God called me to, I think God called me into ministry and I was going to start a nonprofit because I, I never considered working for the church. And then then I prayed for five days. God put me where you want me. Help me find contentment there. Over and Already over. Already married? You and Monica? Yes. Yeah, we're married. And Monica okay. married a sales guy. I mean, right. we lived in a penthouse condo in Uptown and nice I drove watches, a Jaguar. Nice cars, yeah, yeah, all the things. And so... There I was. I was like, I know that I'm supposed to go into ministry. And so God, put me where you want me. Help me find contentment there. I'm praying that every day. On the fifth day, this church calls me. And it's the church that I became a Christian in. Did I, you know you were going to pray for five days or were you praying until something no, no. happened yeah, and praying, it was five days? I was praying until something that's happened. A good, that's a good thing to say yeah. out loud to us because sometimes we go, okay, I'm going to pray for a week. Yeah, no, no. And, I was, and, but you were contending. No, you were yeah. in. No, until, my friend, yeah. I had a good friend and he said, hey, before you just run and go do the things and get an attorney and start a 501c3, you should pray. And I was like, oh, prayer is a good idea. <laughs> and so I just, I was praying indefinitely. But on the fifth day of praying that prayer, the church called that wow. I, I had stumbled in five years earlier, hung over, sat in the back row and gave my life to Jesus. And the guy, his name his name is Rick, and he said, uh, hey, I have a job I want you to consider. Yes. And I thought, tell me where to be and when. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go wherever. I'll do whatever. I'll, I, th- I thought serve. I thought yeah. he meant like volunteer. Yeah. He goes, no, like a job, like interview. And I go, I go, where? And he goes, here at Watermark, the church. And I go, you called JP. Like I thought yeah. he called the wrong person. <laughs> And he goes, I know, I was praying over this job description, and the Lord just kind of laid it on, laid your name on my heart. And and I said, oh, you talked to Bo, the guy that I called when yeah. I sensed the Lord. Call. And he goes, Bo who? And he had no idea. Wow. I said, did you know five days ago I, I verbalized that I've been called in the ministry and I've been wrestling? He goes, I had no idea. Wow. So long story short, I go to work at that church, but not to like teach. Like I'm setting out chairs, you know, and it was a big financial shift for Monica and I. But but I was so it felt like this enormous act of faith. Yeah. In hindsight, you know, God probably laughs at that in some way. But I don't think so. I, I don't think know. that was. Yeah. Well, it, anyways, so I'm there, and it, it's this, it's this, these big shifts. And, what was um, your title? Were you like a campus community? Community, yeah, pastor, com- for young adults. Yeah, and got so in this ministry, the porch had just started. And it was like fifty people in a room. Oh my gosh! And and one Tuesday, they said, "Hey, why don't you teach?" 
And I said, teach when? And they said, tonight. And I said, teach what? And they said, what is God teaching you? And I thought, patience. You know, I thought he's teaching me patience because this isn't really going the way way it should. (laughs) And, um, And so I taught that night. And then they they you know said I could teach thereafter. Yeah. And I don't know what this journey has looked like for you, Annie. But so at that moment, right, it's like, hey, I'm I'm working in the church. My heart is really pure. But then the porch grew, you know, to four thousand people there, eighteen campuses around the country, and and you know book deals come, and then yeah. speaking and honorarians, all those things. And and now I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Like, what a job. Like, what a career. Like, this is awesome. And. And if I'm honest, it, I, I think in my, I, I think I could begin to believe, like, man, maybe I'm awesome, you know, wow. like, wow, maybe I'm awesome. And I was reading Genesis 32, and I told my guys, I said, I think the Lord needs to wrestle me like Jacob. I think he needs. Wow. I, there's some spiritual arrogance uh, coming up in my heart, and then he did. <laughs> he wrestled. I mean, like, too, they prayed that. Be careful what you ask your friends. I mean, to pray listen, for. no yeah. kidding. I mean, they they prayed that. They said, God. Would you wrestle him like Jacob every day at 1109 because my birthday is November 9th? And so they prayed that for me. And in, in two weeks later, my heart started skipping beats. I was in the hospital. Uh, I was experiencing panic attacks and anxiety. I'd never in my life you know, felt that before. Did you think was this del- is an attack? Or do you think this is me wrestling with God? In hindsight, I think it was an attack. Yeah. Yeah. In hindsight, I think it was it was certainly demonic. I don't, that's yeah. a whole other podcast. But, um, but yeah, I think... You know, I think the enemy is is in a lot of the challenges that we experience under the sun, yes. and it's hard to parse out. You yes. know, what is the the hand of God, and where where is the enemy working? That's why this book is so important. But we're going to get yeah, there. We're going to yeah. get there. And so, um, so that happens, and and then I, you know, I, I'm just like, all right, Lord, I, I really just want to be your servant. I want to serve you again. And so, we there was this opportunity in Waco that we weren't really even considering. And so I went down there to to help uh, their elders kind of know what to look for, and I rec- gave them some names to call. Yeah. And we're driving back. Gave them some names. I get, we're driving back to Dallas, and uh, from Waco, and my ten year old goes, "Dad, you got to go be their pastor." And I said, "Why would you say that?" And she said, "Because you're a pastor, and they don't have a pastor, and Watermark has lots of pastors." Wow. And I went and I prayed. And that just got stuck in the echo chamber. And yeah. I told Monica, I said, I think we're supposed to move to Waco. Yeah. And so we moved, you know, from this. And her prior life is no joke, yeah, Monica. She's, she's the real deal for sure. And, that, and it hasn't always been. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the, she has her own story to tell. But, but I mean, we were both like lost as Easter eggs when yeah. we met. And that's then, one of the best parts of the old story, though, yeah. is that people see you as the guy who just taught at Passion, yeah. the guy with book deals, the guy yeah. with this really growing church. It's yeah. really reaching the next generation, yeah. but multi generational. Yeah. And this adorable wife who yeah. looks on the internet. Yeah. Like, she's perfect. And yeah. she kind of is my experience yeah. of her. So for y'all to have like, hey, when we met, we were not believers. Yeah, no. And we didn't do this just right. No. I mean, I was I was a porn addict, sex addict, drug user, alcoholic, loved to party, and materialistic, narcissistic. I mean, a really long list of vices, that long list of vices that owned me. And when when I surrendered my life to Jesus, it's not like all of those things just went away overnight. Yeah, some of them did. If yeah. I'm honest, like I like stopped cussing immediately. Yeah. It wasn't even like a struggle, but uh, some of them died really slow. Yes. And and in in the same way, you know, James five says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so so that you may be healed. But anyway, so then, long story short, we moved to Waco, yeah. and we we have the privilege of serving there within this 144 year old church That's in the country. <laughs> it's yeah. wild. Yeah, I mean, and, and the the draw that only is God. Yeah, because people have gone to Waco for a long time for years because there's other famous people in sure. Waco, yeah. like Chip and Joe. Yeah, I mean, they sure. make Waco interesting yeah. to visit. Yeah. God has made Waco interesting to live. Yeah, there's a revival. What Chip and Joe do for a house, God is doing for the community. Yeah, and there's this revitalization happening there. Yeah, and uh, it really is an amazing place to live. We found, we've loved it. Yes, yeah. So, talk to me. I, I would imagine so many of our friends listening. The wife senses the Lord says to move somewhere. And yeah. we'll use moving as the example, though it could be job, yeah. adoption, um, mission, trip, a yeah. million things, right? Yeah. But let's use moving as the example. The wife senses that and then goes and tells her husband. Yeah. What's the next move? Do you? Because I haven't done this yet. So what's yeah. the next move? Yeah. Uh, is it, 
now you go pray and yep. see what God says yep. or and and sometimes it's the husband like in your yeah. case you heard pastor yeah. first and then Monica yeah. goes to the Lord to get confirmation because y'all are the yeah. same team. So as as believers theologically we we have access to God his holy spirit lives with us and so uh you know a, a house is not divided against itself and yes. God is not a god of confusion these are scriptures I'm, I'm putting before us these are things God says about himself. And so uh, as we begin to pray, there should be an aligning of heart. If something is of God, it's, there's an aligning of heart that happens. And so in that process for us, I go to Monica, I, say, I think we're supposed to go to Waco. The whole story is she's actually from that area and had no interest in going back there. Uh. Uh, that was not her desire. And and so I just, I'm, I'm not trying to be manipulative at all. I'm like, hey, no. let's just pray about yeah. this. Last thing I want to do is take my family to Waco kicking and screaming. So we yes. begin to pray. She gets to a place where it's like, hey, we should talk to our small group about this. And so mm. we do life in community. We have people that we meet with on a consistent yes. basis for, for prayer and these kinds of things. And so we sit down with them and we say, hey, we sense the Lord, or I say, or she says, Jonathan senses the Lord might be moving us to Waco. They hear that and they say, it's not. He's not. Yeah. Like, matter of factly, <laughs> you know, at least that's how I remember. They're yeah. like, no, he's not. And we, we left. I said, great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. submitted. Yeah. So, so I pray some more. I'm, yeah. I mean, it just it, and even my prayer wasn't like because I wanted to. It kept stirring in my heart. I was like, "There's a That's stirring." So, good. so I went back to them and I say, "Hey, months now, this hasn't gone away." And two of the guys uh, said, "You know what? We we've prayed alongside you, and and we both think this could be God." And then one of them was like, hey, it's not. I, I do not think this doesn't make sense. You just wrote a book to young adults. You're leading this ministry. You're the heir apparent in this church. That You're becoming the, the, the senior pastor or lead pastor there. Yes. This doesn't make sense. And so I left again. And we weren't – there wasn't – you know, we weren't unified. And yeah. so I prayed some more. Months, months go by. Yes. And I go back and I say, hey, guys, this stirring, I'm starting to feel disobedient in. Uh, it has not gone away at all. I agree that it doesn't make sense on paper. That's what makes me think this might be of God. Now everybody's nodding their head, and the family that was the strongest no says, "All right, well, we'll go with you." And they they pull their they pull their kids out of school, and they sell their house, and they move, and they've never they had been to Waco twice. They don't know, you know, that wow. not it's not a Chip and Joe thing. Like yeah, they wow. they don't know anything about Waco. No ties to Waco. But they just said, hey, if if the Lord is – if you believe the Lord is calling you there, yes. then we want to go and help you on this mission. Yes. Now, they were the strongest no's up until that point, yes. and then they're like, we're going. Yes. And so – I love that because what you're modeling for us is not only unity within your marriage, yeah. but for an Annie who's not yeah. married yet, that I have to get that in my community too. I have three or four people yeah. that I say, hey, before I make this move, will you pray with me? Yeah. And do not let me bulldoze you about my decision. Man. I well, mean – that is that's the only way to know. One of the things that me. that so our marriage is really hard for two years. So when we got married, I mean, we were brand new Christians, and um, and I was I was so hard headed, and we would disagree. So I would say, you know, she would say, "Hey, I think I need a new car," and I would do this thing with my eyebrows and make this mean face and say, "You don't need a new car." And I didn't realize I was doing it, but basically, I was just shutting her down in a really uh-huh. jerk kind of way. And I realized one day in, in praying, like, hey, she has the Holy Spirit. And so I need to – when she says something, I need to stop and say, God, is that you? And give consideration to what she's wow. saying. And I think what a lot of times in relationships, whether they're friendships, uh, working relationships, or marriage, I think a lot of times is we're trying to manage people's emotions. So she says, I need a new car. And I'm like, no, I don't even want you to get excited about that. But really what she just wants is for me to get excited with her and say, hey, let's check that out. Let's look into it. Hey, I looked at them. Hey, here's how much they are. I don't think that's the best decision right now. But if you still do, we can go to our group and we can have them speak into this. And what happens now in a disagreement, we can actually grow closer and closer and closer, uh-huh. and we can find unity even when we disagree. Right. So, and having those other people, yes, game changers is a game changer. Community. So, for our friends listening, it is not just for married people. That's right. That's for single people too, 100%. if not even more, because I can make a lot of decisions by myself between yeah. ten a.m. and midnight when I'm at my home alone. Yeah, it, every idea is a good idea in isolation. Yeah, and, <laughs> right. And JP, about, that's right. There's about a dozen proverbs that say wisdom comes from the the counsel of many. And in yeah. the book of wisdom, like why would we overlook this really clear, hey, make sure you have wise counsel around yeah. you. Yeah. For me as well, and you can tell me that I'm doing this wrong because we love each other and it yeah. will be fine. For me, the one of the ways that I handle sin. Oh yeah, that's wrong. 
It, it, no, I'm, I'm just I was I'm ready. I'm I was joking. ready. I mean, one of the ways I I handle my sin, yeah, and the way I walk away from it is through community. Yeah, you know, like I've t- I've said this before on the show, but I don't bring Oreos into my house if my mentor doesn't know. Yeah, because one secret leads to two secrets, leads yeah. to big secrets. Yeah, and so when you're writing a book, like why do I do what I don't want to do? I mean, you're talking about sin in here. Yeah, how is community? It's so shameful to confess sin to yeah. people. Yeah, let's start here. Do like should we? You know, because I I grew up Catholic, and we would go to the sacrament of reconciliation where you would confess sins to a priest. And then I was at a non-denominational church, and we practiced confession. And then it, moving that practice to Waco, a lot of people, like I, people, left the church over it. They're like, "Hey, we oh, are wow. we are not going to confess our sins to each other. Like, where is that in the Bible?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, let me show you." <laughs> yeah, it actually James five for sixteen sure is, yeah. says, "Confess your sins to each other yes. and pray for each other, so that you may be healed. For the yeah. prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective." That's lost. Like, I mean, I have some friends that have moved and they're like, man, when we begin to talk about confessing to each other, like, here's what the scripture's saying. There is a healing that only takes place through confession and prayer of others. Yes. And so when people are like, man, I'm stuck in porn and I can't get well, or I'm, I have this, this struggle and I can't break from it or this yeah. relationship or this stronghold, whatever it is, I, I can't get well. And I'm like, are you confessing? And they're like, I can't. I'm like, man, how crafty is the enemy that he would keep us to this place? And there's yes. such a strong word right now around confidentiality. And yeah. I think sometimes when we say confidentiality, we actually mean secrecy. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of counseling, Annie. I really am. I love counselors. I praise God for them. Especially, I mean, I'll, I'll say especially and really, I mean, only good ones. Yeah. Because <laughs> good ones will, will, they're not there to say, hey, I'll be your friend on payroll. They're there to say, hey, you, you've got to have community of yes. people around you yes. that, that you're confessing to. In Revelation 12, it says the way that we defeat the enemy is through the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony, our yep. story. Yep. So we have to share our story. And if I'm Satan, if I'm the devil, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to try my hardest to get you to never share your story because that's what defeats me. That's your your strongest weapon other than Jesus. Yes. So I don't want you sharing your story. Yes. So I'm, I'm going to come around you with such shame and embarrassment and humiliate you and speak words of shame to you so that you just keep that to yourself. That's right, JP. Because that what could have been written in Revelation is the blood of the lamb and the word of your prayers. Yeah. Or the blood of the lamb well, and your service. Yes. Or the, and it is the blood of the lamb and the word of, of your, your testimony. testimony. That is it, JP. We got to remember that. Come on. That matters. I, I, I am a huge huge fan of therapy and mentorship yeah. partnering. Yes. Therapy and discipleship are yes. a beautiful partnership because what you I, this happened to, yesterday in a discipleship meeting I was in where at the end of it I said we can deal with some of the spiritual part of this. Yeah. I need you to call your counselor tomorrow. Yes. Because there are parts of this that I am not trained That's right. to deal with, yeah. but she is. Yeah. And this is all for your healing. Yeah. But there's things people will say in discipleship yeah. that that don't make sense all the time in counseling. Yeah. But but the partnership yeah. of the two. hundred percent. I just I think it is I, that to me has been the magic yeah. pill for me. Yeah. I'm discipled and I have a counselor. Yeah. When I when I saw a counselor in the seasons that I see a counselor, I often will bring somebody from my group with me and I say, I just want you to hear what they're telling me. Yeah, and I, that's and, I, good. And, I, and I tell the counselor, I say, hey, there's really, there's nothing, I promise you, there's nothing that their presence is going to keep me from telling yes. you. There's, yes. And, and some, <laughs> some people can't say that, but yeah. I believe that. And so as they're hearing that, what they're telling me, the you know the counsel that they're giving me, they can reiterate it when they're not there. Yes. And they say, hey, I just want to remind you, yes. remember, here's what's true. Yes. And so Ashley, my COO that you know, sits in every meeting with my business coach. Yes. Because I'm like, I not only do I want to make sure she repeats to me what he says, yeah. I want to make sure I'm retelling every story as yeah. truthfully as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and Ashley has all the permission yeah. to edit me and go, yeah. uh, you heard that, yeah. but what was actually said, yeah. because we don't get better unless there is people who are testifying alongside us that's to right. what we're living. Man, that's right. So right? true.
Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, Liquid IV. While JP is schooling us on pursuing healthier habits for our souls, we do also need to make sure we're keeping good habits for our bodies too. And hydration is a great place to start. Liquid IV is the hydration brand that fuels your well-being. Their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Using it first thing in the morning before a workout when you feel run down and on long flights are awesome. You know Liquid IV will be traveling with me all over the place. Just went with me to Hawaii and back as I speak at events all spring and as we go on tour this summer. Staying hydrated helps me stave off headaches and stay energized so I don't miss a thing in any of the fun cities I get to visit. Not to mention that I love how convenient the packaging is, making it so easy to tuck in your backpack or carry-on. Liquid IV favorites around here are the strawberry flavor, the tropical punch, and y'all know I love that lemon ginger energy multiplier. It keeps me energized through a full day of recording podcast conversations or reading the Gospels for our Let's Read the Gospels podcast. And as if it weren't enough that they're out here making us feel good, Liquid IV is on a mission to do good in the world too. They have donated over 36 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. I think that is awesome. So grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code that sounds fun at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code that sounds fun at Liquid IV.com. And I've got one more incredible partner to tell you about, Indeed. It's no secret that I'm crazy about our team at Downs Books and the That Sounds Fun Network. They are hardworking, talented, creative, and fun. Well, I want you to find people whose incredible gifts and experience match up perfectly with what your team needs. You and your company can find them the same way we found several of our amazing teammates. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend your valuable hours digging through multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all and fast with Indeed. Finding great talent doesn't have to be a second job. I mean, you have a full-time job, correct? <laughs> you can reclaim your time and find top talent fast with Indeed. Their suite of powerful hiring tools like assessments and virtual interviews allow you to find top talent really fast. This is the part I love the most. With Indeed's Instant Match, they do the hard work for you. You simply sponsor a job and boom, Instant Match shows you candidates whose resumes fit your job description immediately after you post. Indeed knows hiring needs to be cost and time effective when you're running your own business. Visit indeed.com slash sounds fun to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash sounds fun. Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Terms and conditions apply and cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now back to our conversation with JP. Okay, so why in the world would you write a book about sin like this? I mean, you just like go in about our actual like vices. Yeah. Here, so much of ministry is just pattern recognition, Annie. Yep. And so what I've learned is like nobody wants to ruin their life when they grow up. Like no one's like, (laughs) hey, when I grow up, I hope I trash my life. Yeah. Hope I rob banks. Hope I have affairs. I really want to be a bad person. I hope I go bankruptcy. My kids are prodigals. I hope this happens. No, no. But it happens for so many people. And in the pattern recognition of ministry, I've learned that it is not a really long list of sins that take people out. It's actually a a short list. So what I've done is I've captured those 10, like it's a comprehensive list. Like, hey, here's the reality. If you go out, it's probably going to be one of these things. And and The root will be one of these things. We've heard – you've heard – Seven deadly sins, right? Uh, that really started as a list of eight, eight evil desires from a, a monk, uh, Evagrius Ponticus. And so then that was uh, Thomas Aquinas made that seven, a list of seven. We've taken that seven. We said, hey, which ones are still relevant today? And then I've added to them to make it 10. Yeah. Hey, these are the 10 things that are taking people out. And I think people are going to look at this book and say, oh, this one's mine. No, no, no. Any of these, any person, right. any of these say 10. That can take you out. And then I think the church, historically, when we think about Jesus, we think, you know, the Bible's a bunch of rules. But what I've tried to do is say, hey, it's not that um, I don't want you to get drunk, 
right? It's that I want you to pursue this virtue. There's a virtue here that if you pursue this, you will avoid this vice. It's not that I don't want you to be greedy. It's that I actually want you to be generous. And if if you focus on generosity, then you won't have to focus so hard on fighting greed. And you will live a virtuous life that I believe and you know, that I believe God blesses, mm-hmm. uh, not mm-hmm. because he's obligated to, but because he enjoys it. Right. Like he loves blessing our obedience. He, he loves blessing a virtuous life of believers who've trusted in his son, Jesus Christ. The interesting thing to me is in the book, you're, you're really specific about yeah. certain things. Sure. And in fact, even in drunkenness, yeah. it is like, let's talk about alcohol. Yeah. Uh, there seems to be an invitation or yeah. a an allowance mm. of certain things in Christendom and certain things sure, not. Sure. Why is that? Yeah. You're saying in Christianity, there's an allowance of, when you say certain things, like what's an example? Uh, like like drunkenness is a thing that yeah. some some of our friends listen are like, oh, no, I mean, no. And other friends listen are like, I'm, I mean, I drink a lot. Yeah. And I still love Jesus. And I they do. Yeah. I'm not questioning anybody's heart yeah, for yeah. Jesus. I'm just thinking through... Yeah. Why are some grayscale and some black and white? It yeah. seems. Yeah. Well, I think uh, <laughs> you know. I've got. Um, I have my biases. I have my understanding of the scriptures. For example, you have entire denominations out there that saying, "Hey, drinking of any kind is a sin." And I would say, "Well, I, I believe that Jesus drank. I believe that his first miracle, ironically, was he turned water into wine, and and the scripture tells us it was good wine, and that they had they had been drinking. They uh-huh. ran out of wine, so it's a really interesting miracle if you think about it. Kind of like mind blowing. Like, wait, what? Uh-huh. Jesus's very first stepping on the scene is uh-huh. he, cha- he he brings more wine to the wedding that ran out of wine. Yeah. And so, what the scripture makes clear is that we shouldn't cross the line of getting drunk." And so what I'm saying is that there's a way to take this and experience fellowship that can be God-honoring, that we can do it to the glory of God. Yeah. And then there's a line that when we cross, now we, we are no longer – it no longer is an act of worship because I, I think anything we do can be an act of worship except sin. Anything that wow. we do can glorify God except yeah. sin. And so once we cross that line, then we begin to rob ourselves of something, yes. um, a, a feeling, a sense of intimacy with God. And so you have these people that say, man, God just feels so far. And I'm like, well, that's because you're not pursuing him. You're pursuing yourself. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're <laughs> feeling, Not always because, but in this specific yeah. situation. Yeah. I mean, I can grayscale with the best yeah. of them. You yeah. want to talk about grayscale sure. and gossip? Yeah. You want to talk about yeah. grayscale and – I mean, I've, I've yeah. got my grayscale sins. Yeah. And so I think it is so interesting how we, me, I'll, I'll talk about me. Yeah. I think it's so interesting how I can have hot takes sure. on some of them. Yeah. And some of them I, I grayscale. Yeah. And I, and I mean, and that's, you know, the enemy, he's always looking for us to give him a, a foot in the door. Yeah. No. Um, it says a foothold is what the scripture says. And the way that I would describe that is, like if I'm if I'm fighting my struggle of lust, and so it's like the door is locked, or I'll say materialism. Yeah. So the door is locked, and there's like a lion on the other side of the door that wants to devour me. So I've got my back against the door, and I've got a padlock on the door, and I'm doing everything within my might to keep that door closed. But but once I see that Amazon ad, <laughs> or or once I you know buy that thing that I don't need or whatever, it's just like I I, I undo the padlock, I I remove the the board, I turn the knob, and I just leave the door cracked. Yeah. And I'm like, here I am come devour me. And then everywhere I look, right, then I start to see things that I want to buy and shoes that I don't have and clothes that I don't need. And I just want, 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 because I fed that desire. But if I begin to flip that on its head and I say, all right, what does it look like for me to pursue generosity and, and to find opportunities for generosity? We actually made a quiz. I just thought, how brilliant would it be if we can understand how the enemy wants to take us out. Yeah. You know, it's like if it's like if you're going to fight somebody, if I'm playing somebody in chess and I know their next move. Yeah, like right. Like I'm going to be able to win. Right. If I'm sparring with somebody, you know, I'm and I know where they're going to swing and win and how, then I'm, I'm going to win. And so I thought, man, what if we could know how the enemy is going to take us out? So we came up with this quiz in preparation for this book that will kind of narrow down, hey, this is where you're vulnerable. Like this area of your life I've is where you're you vulnerable. I've seen you I just haven't taken it. Yeah, you got to do it. How, how do we go take it? Why do I do dot com? That's, it's all that's there that is the quiz. Sense. It's just why, why do, do I do, I do dot com. com. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Here's a quiz about why you grayscale the things you grayscale. That's right. I'm not going to enjoy that answer, JP. Yeah, well, you got you to check it out. <laughs> Tell me the difference in your book between the ancient battles and the modern wars. You yeah. split the sins in half and the virtues yeah. in half. Yeah. So that's that. So that like ancient, if you've heard the term seven deadly sins. Yeah, yeah. So I've taken those. Hey, these are the, the struggles of days past that are still relevant today. We've dropped off a few. And then like in gluttony, for example. But I example, mean, I feel like all of these have been forever. Drunkenness has been forever. Well, and cynicism, do you feel like it's worse? No, it just didn't make that list. So like oh, drunkenness didn't sorry. make that now list. I understand. And so, so th- I do think they are timeless, Yeah. but it says, we said, Hey, this is of in, in centuries past, this is where we focused. And now I think these are, are some, we're going to add to the, this list Got as it. well. And so we took this ancient list and we've added what I'm calling modern, although you're right. I mean, they're, they've been around for a long yeah. time. Yeah. It's just interesting. I, even now we're seeing when we're recording, this, we're seeing some real cynicism online sure. in a particular direction. Yeah. And I've just been really interested, JP, in in what we miss when we choose cynicism. Yeah. It's like it's like we beg God, Lord, send revival. <laughs> you know, send revival. And he goes, Okay. Yeah. Here you go. And we're like, no, that's not real? that's Is not that... what you're doing. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And we just there's something in our heart, and in and I don't I haven't lived long enough to know, but it seems bigger than in any time I've been alive. It just seems like cynicism is hitting an all time high. Yeah. I think we're hurt, we're beat up. I think 2020 was a fault line in our existence, and we're just coming out, and we're trying to figure out. All right, man, where's the joy of the Lord? And like yeah. what I call gospel-driven optimism, yes. like the tomb is empty. We have eternal life. There's this party that awaits you that's forever and ever and ever and ever. And yes, in this world, you will have trouble, but renew your mind around what's coming because yeah. it sounds fun. It's amazing. Yeah. It's forever. It's awesome. Yeah. Charles Martin has a book called What If It's True? Yeah. And, and and part of me just wants to, when I feel cynical, yeah, what I want to go, true? well, what if, what if this is actually what... Everybody else thinks it is. Yeah. Whatever it is. What if that movie is actually good, even if you yeah. don't like that particular actor? Yes. What if that what if that pastor is actually a good guy? Yeah. Even if you you know it just I feel like I like me better when I am optimistic over cynical. Man, I am a I'm a guard your doctrine carefully person. And I feel like I spent a lot of time in a really small tribe. And I just you know what? I can still guard my doctrine carefully, and if you love Jesus, we can we can figure out how to lift him up together. Yeah, and I can trust the Lord to kind of parse out in somebody's heart what he's doing. But there's right now it seems like even in churches we're looking for things to disagree with. Yeah. And listen, I know what I believe. Like I have really strong convictions around things. But if I meet with somebody who believes that we are saved by the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and we disagree on something else, it's okay. Like I can put my arm around them and yeah. love them and care for yeah. them. And even if I meet somebody who's not a believer, or, or I'll say even especially yeah. if I meet someone who's not a believer, like I can love them, find common ground with them, look for ways to serve them, to pray for them. And I just think there's a lot of Christians with hate in their hearts and they don't realize it because they, they, that judgmental spirit, they're, they're calling that cynicism, critical thinking. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's not critical thinking. You're, you, you're just cynical. Yeah. You know, a friend and I were in here talking the other day, uh, Kelly Minter, and we talked about how Jesus says, love your enemies. Yeah. But the reality is we don't call anybody enemies. We call them they don't believe what I believe. Yeah. And they're in a different camp. Yeah. And da da da. But Tribe, yeah. it, it, we would actually obey Jesus if we called them what they were. Yeah. If we said, I think that person's my enemy. Yeah. Oh, Jesus says to love them. But the way we talk, that's right. We and the way I talk is gray I scale. go, right, right. We grayscale it. And we go, well, that's yeah. not, I would never, I wouldn't call anybody my enemy. Enemies, yeah. But we have hate in our heart. Yeah. Yeah, that's brutal, JP. So what? how do we do that? I can't imagine one of our friends listening doesn't want to be true to their doctrine and loving to their neighbor. No yeah. one's trying to be wishy-washy on their doctrine on behalf of loving their neighbor. And no one's trying to be dogmatic about their doctrine and hate their neighbor. Yeah. So how do we do it? I know we have a, a common friend in Carlos. Yeah. You know, I think he does a good job. I mean, and you do a good job. I try to, I try to s- surround myself with people that are waking up in the morning and seeing life 
as this experiment of, hey, how many people can I love today? Mm. Like, as I move into a geographic space, what mission does God have for me today? To where I try to think about it, like I'm, I'm on a walkie-talkie with the Father, wow. my commander-in-chief. And as, as I move into a coffee shop or I move into a restaurant, it's like, Lord, why do you have me here? Who do you want me to love? And let me yeah. do so in a way that's going to appear irresponsible to the world. That they would say, <laughs> yeah. whoa, why did you just do that? Why did you give them $100 or something? You know, yeah. something like that. And it's like, man, I, I want I want to live that adventure. I yeah. think that's a part of what it means to follow Jesus is just to get to do things that are so fun in his name. To, to I mean, anybody listening right now, like this is what's crazy. Like, I mean, of, of the millions, tens, of, hundreds of millions of people that listen to your podcast every day. And, <laughs> yes, yes, hundreds. Uh, uh, anyone can just like like lift up your head, look around, look out a window, you know, look at somebody and you can think, man, I could make their day right now. Yeah. I could just make their day. Like yeah. I could be the best part about their day. I could walk up to them. I could have them make a wish. And if it's within my power, I can do, I could, I, I could do crazy things. I could just say, yeah. Hey, what's your name? I'm going to go wash your car. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to buy you a milkshake from yeah. Chick-fil-A or whatever it is. Yeah. Like I can just make your day. Like, right. let's go. I mean, one of my favorite things is how often when people came to Jesus, he said, what do you want? Yeah. Even so it's not just the blind beggars. It's when yeah. John and James came to him and he said, What do you want? And they said, yeah. We want to sit on your right, right and your left. left. Yeah. I mean, that's how much fun would it be yeah. if we just started saying, What's your name? Yeah. Bob. Hey Bob, what do yeah. you want? Yeah. And just like, could we be Jesus like that? I think we get stuck, man. I think we get stuck in the like the enemy just eats our lunch and we're sitting there, like there's people listening right now that are like, Man, I'm just trying to get out of debt or That's I'm just it. I'm just trying not to look at porn or I'm trying to control my anger yeah. or I'm trying to you know, and they, they get stuck in that and I'm like, Okay, what if you stopped trying to not do something and you went on offense, uh-huh. you know, like you just said, all right, I'm going to start doing, Switch I'm going to gonna start playing offense. Yeah, that's good. And I'm going to focus on all the things that God calls me to yeah. so that I don't have time to do the things that the enemy wants me to. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about pornography for just sure, a second, because absolutely. I would love to launch some freedom out of this yeah. conversation yeah. to women yeah. who are looking at pornography. Yeah. Do you have some stats w- on w- that? So one in three viewers of porn are women. One in three. And, and so I'll just say, and- you know, I don't even trust the stats because yeah. there's so much shame that surrounds this vice Yes, that I don't trust people to be honest. And so yep. your, your listeners know right now, I mean, you, you know, if you're looking at porn or not, and, and you can just consider, look at the last 30 days, like, have you looked at it? And if you have, and then say, okay, when was the last time before that? There's some people listening that, that since the fifth grade, you know, right. and, 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 you know, your whole life is passing you by. And if you're anything like me, you know, I thought, I, hey, I'll be enslaved to this for the rest of my life. Right. I didn't even know freedom was possible. But when I speak on this, which I, I tend to a lot because of my story, the amount of women that come up yes. afterwards. I mean, just yes. just yesterday. I mean, this happened to me yesterday. Wow. And you know, they look over their shoulder and it's like, "Hey, I, I struggle with with pornography. I struggle with purity. I struggle with self gratification. How can I find freedom?" And so it is a it's a struggle for both men and yes. women for sure. I think it's a when we loop in the conversation we're having about confession. And when we look at what you've written about lust and self-control, I mean, for my friends who are women to hear the chance that the person you confess to actually gets it is higher than you realize. Because I think some of the fear and some of, in my sexual history, some of my fear has been, if I say this, what if I'm the first person that's ever said that to the person I'm confessing to? And that has never been the case. That's why, yeah. So if someone confesses something to you. We'll talk to both sides. If, yes. if someone ever confesses something to you, throw your arms around them. Yes. Give them a hug and thank them That's for right. telling you the truth. Like That's don't right. don't look in shock and say, oh, a lot, a lot of times when someone does do that, it's because they're hiding something, ah, you know, right. and it's like, oh gosh, you yes. saying that out loud means I'm going to have to. Yeah. But the number one response to someone confessing sin is me too. Yeah. Yes, and I'm, I, so often, I've experienced JP. That, uh, so often, over and over and over and over again, someone shares something. They finally get the courage. They they say it. Their their palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy, uh, <laughs> and they get they say the words. And then someone's like, "Man, I'm so thank you so much for saying yes. that. I'm I'm struggling yes. in the same way." Yes, when I have friends confess to me, my I'll tell the story so fast. When I taught fourth grade. 
a kid across the hall got hit in the head with a desk on the last day of school. We were stacking them. Oh, yeah. And the teacher... I was like, somebody threw a desk? Yeah, no, no, no. We were stacking them on the last day. Got it. The teacher didn't handle blood real well. I don't love blood either. Yeah. So I walked over. And what I had to do with my face could not match what I felt. Yeah. Because he needed to know he was safe. Yeah. And in every discipleship conversation with confession, I think of him. And I think it doesn't matter what the alarms are inside of me. My face needs to say, you are safe to say this to me. Now, the times I have shown shock is if someone tells me about abuse. Yeah. Because it is okay to be surprised when yeah. someone has been abused yeah. and that is supportive that yeah. doesn't make them feel yeah, unsafe I'm sorry I'm, right? I'm so sorry that should yes. have never happened yes. to you yes that but I, when that, you're confessing yeah. sin or someone's confessing sin to you yeah. it does not matter what's happening inside yeah. your it's, face says you're safe to say this to me when it's they did this to me it's oh goodness empathy yes. when it's I did this it's I am so sorry That's you know it. and, and just respond with, with understanding me too yeah. I get it yeah because if we can lighten the load yeah. of the power of confession confession's powerful but yeah. guess what people can talk what if it was just easy yeah. to say hey I googled that thing again yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, listen yeah. here's what I need here's my three I, I'm confessing to you yeah. and then here are my three steps yep. I'm gonna do this I'm gonna yep. do this I'm gonna do this yep. ask me again in a week yeah and that people don't know what to do in that and I think you can say, you can always ask, hey, how, what would be helpful? Yeah. A lot of times they're not going to know. And that, you know, that's why they, like a, the proverb says, like a dog to his vomit, we return to the, that thing. And so and you say exactly what you just said. You say, all right, here's, here's what I want you to do. I want you to remove access. I want you to make it really difficult on yourself to yeah. return to that thing. Yes. And then I want you to confess to me if you do and just know that, man, I love you and our relationship hasn't changed and I'm for you and I'm in it with you. Yep. I want you to confess to me if you do. And... If you can, and, and I'm going to pray that you can and will, confess to me when you want to. Uh-huh. And if uh-huh. you can move that confession to the thought level or yep. the desire, yep. man, now you're on the fast track to healing. Yeah. I had to do it last night. Thank God yep. for Marco Polo, for yep. Voxer, That's right. for things that you can put it out. Yep. And I just said... Hey, here's what I did. Yeah. And I and I know my friend I confess to yeah. does not agree with. I know yeah. she she does not she wouldn't say, It's okay that you did that. Yeah. So I knew she wasn't with me. Yeah. <laughs> but I said, here's what I did. Yeah. And here's how we got there. And yeah. I here's my plan. Yeah. I say it to my friend and sh- and when she Marco pulls me back, what she says is I love you. Thanks for telling me. Yeah. And I will ask you about this. Yep. I, she did not say no. I agree with what you did. You should yep. have. Yeah. Or I'm super mad at you, which is yeah. fair for people to respond like that. Yeah. But she said, oh, I love you. Thanks yeah. for telling me and not keep it. She, in fact, said, thanks for not keeping it a secret. Let's go. And I thought, that's a gift. The, the devil loves secrets. Oh, he does. He loves them, JP. Every Thursday, I meet with a, a small group of guys, same group, and we answer three questions. And so it's, how did you feed your soul? How did you feed others? How did you feed your flesh? How did you feed your soul is, hey, what are you listening to? What are you reading? What is stirring your affections for God? Um, Have you read anything that we should all hear and know and be encouraged by? Where are you at in the scriptures? What podcasts are are feeding your heart right now? Uh, How did you feed others? That's evangelism and discipleship. Who have you been around with like Jesus on your mind, you know, where you're you're thinking about the things of God? And and then how did you feed your flesh is confession. Another way to say it is input, output, confession. And then on the confession, so I would go and I would say, hey, I clicked on this hashtag on Instagram. I shouldn't have. I saw something I shouldn't have. I, you know, I bought uh, another jacket and you know what? I've got a closet full of jackets. I didn't need that. Uh, I was short with Monica, whatever that confession is. And then the next person will pray for me. So they'll, uh, so wow. they'll pray. They say, hey, so thank do you go through all three of your things and yeah, then they all, pray? That's right. How many minutes? Do y'all time it or is it just however long you want? No, we just, we kind of see where we're at and, and you How know, it's, it's usually 15 minutes. Uh, there's four of us. Okay. So then the next person will pray for me and they'll just say, hey, Lord, thank, you know, heal him. Thank you for this confession. Thanks for bringing to the light, you know, and they'll pray. Amen. And then they go. Yeah, you know, how'd, you, wow. how'd you feed your soul? How'd you feed others? How'd you feed your flesh? And so we don't wait until then just to confess. We're on a group text. And so if I do click on a hashtag or I do see something I shouldn't see or buy something I shouldn't I shouldn't have or or say something I shouldn't have, then I'm going to confess them and say, hey, guys, I'm going to text them rather in that group text and say, guys, would you make sure an 
and ask me about this. I don't want to chicken out between now and then. You know? <laughs> right. And so be I'm sure not going to tell you me. everything now, but yeah, hashtag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but here's what happened and, and ask me hard That's questions it. about it. That's so. it. I mean, the way to confession is to hack confession. That's right. Right? Yeah. Hack it. Tell, tell one word. Yeah. Tell them to ask you tomorrow. Yes. Do it through a Marco Polo or through yeah. text. Do something where you don't yeah. have to face to face. And the more you hack it, the easier it gets. And sometimes it's like, hey, guys, we need to meet up right now. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody, right. Everybody, let's, let's converge yeah. on this Starbucks That's or whatever. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one last time to share about one of our amazing partners, KiwiCo. Okay, isn't it the best when a delivery person or a mail carrier comes to your door and what they're bringing isn't a bill or junk mail or the air filters that, while very necessary, are not that exciting? Fun deliveries are, well, fun. And KiwiCo knows a thing or two about delivering fun right to your kids with their hands-on super cool science, technology, and art projects. You can choose from nine different subscription lines for different ages and categories. There's something for every kid. You craft lovers, science explorers, engineers, and every age. They've got really cool sensory crates for our extra mini BFFs, and they even have projects that are fun for anti-aged kids. One of my favorite parts of the Kiwi crates I've done with mini BFFs is how KiwiCo thinks of literally everything. They are easy to follow instructions, a little magazine for extra exploration, and all the supplies you need. A lot of times they even use the delivery box in the product. Like seriously, the tie-dye kit included gloves and the container it comes in is what you use to catch any potential drips. That is brilliant. Cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with new hands-on projects every month. They'll explore new worlds and rediscover familiar ones without even leaving your house. Give them the tools to learn new skills and build new experiences and make new connections to the broader world. Make 2023 the year of discovery with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month, you guys. Five zero on any crate line at kiwico.com slash that sounds fun that's 50 percent off your first month at kiwico.com slash that sounds fun and now back to finish up our conversation with jp that sounds fun. there are so many of our friends listening who teach bible studies who write books who who have a even on their instagram have a public facing faith yeah and those of us, I mean, yeah. will you talk about what the Bible says about teachers? Yeah, it says <laughs> and the level incur in, in stricter judgment. <laughs> Lord, James says, "I feel it. Yeah, I know. I don't ever forget. Yeah. I don't ever forget that I don't have the same rules as everybody else." That's JP. right. And that's what we have signed up for. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. What I want to say here is, what I'm trying to do with this resource is, I want you to have in 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 James one nineteen. He says, "The righteous life that God desires." There's something most Christians never find the righteous life that God desires for them. Mm. There's something better out there. And I'm not just talking about eternity and heaven and the future. For a lot of us, we're missing out on the fullness of life here. Jesus says, I've come so that they might have life and have it to the fullest, right. have it abundantly. Right. And and for a lot of you, you know, you're you the enemies robbed that of you. Yeah. And so you're experiencing something second best. Yes. Something JV, and I'm not talking about any weird, like charismatic anything. We're not. I'm not even talking about spiritual gifts right now. I'm talking also, I don't about put weird and charismatic. Yeah, yeah. Together. I don't. I don't either. <laughs> uh, no, it's good. That's a really good clarification. I'm not talking about anything weird, and I'm not talking about anything charismatic. Yes. I'm talking about the just the fullness, abundant life yep. that 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 Jesus has. I I believe in the spiritual gifts. Yeah. I practice spiritual gifts. I believe in the in the miracles of God. And that's not what I'm even talking about right that's now. Right. I that's don't right. want someone to write this off and say, oh, he's, he's going to, to that place that they yeah. think is weird. I'm saying, no, no, there's a fullness of life that Jesus offers us that's on offense, yeah. not just a life yeah. of defense. That's it's a right. life on offense. That's right. Man, when I quit having secrets, JP, yeah. everything changed. Oh, man. I, I mean, what people sense off of me, mm. they put a lot of words to about, I feel like Annie's my friend, da, da, da. What you actually feel like is mm. Annie doesn't have secrets. Yeah. What you're actually feeling is that is who she says. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm a sinner with the best of them. We've already talked about it before yeah. we started recording. Like the fact yeah. the Lord uses any of us, right? Yeah. But I don't have I don't have secret sin in my yeah. life today. Yeah. And I'm going to try not to tomorrow either. Yeah. And so... Once I let go of that, yeah. and which sucked yeah. to get people involved in the stuff that I didn't want anybody to know about, yeah. but man, once that is gone, yeah. you can do you can do anything, yeah. and it feels abundant 
even on the worst days, and I've had the worst days, yeah. and it feels abundant. We've we've often had different people live with us, and um, there was one guy that lived with us. This was over a decade ago, but he would answer the phone in a disguised voice because uh-huh. he, he was just running. Uh-huh. You know, he just he wasn't he he had people coming after him, whether wow. it was debt collectors or ex girlfriends or whatever. Yeah. And and I was just like, what a miserable life. And the Lord said, that's that would be you <laughs> if it wasn't for me. And and I would say that there is nothing in my head, heart, or past that I wouldn't share with anyone. Yeah. You know, and that some people say, man, pastors fall all the time. Like what's your what's your safeguard? And I listen, I, I know pride goes before the fall. And so I'm capable of anything and everything. I, I am capable of everything. <laughs> my safety net, one of them right now, is that that I, I told the congregation, I said, man, I'm gonna talk about this openly and honestly. And if, if you don't hear from me for a season, you should assume I'm probably lying oh, and wow. ask me hard questions. Wow. One time there was um, a group of guys we were meeting. It was like a Bible study. And I just thought, man, I, I, I was like, I don't, I don't want secrets. I was, we were reading the scripture. I don't want any secret. I don't want any secret. And God brought something to mind. And, uh, and, and just like when you're going through adolescence and just yes. all kinds of hormones and perverted of all, you know, yes. kinds of ways, and he brought something to mind and, uh, and, and he, he was like, say it. And I was like, no, not that. And I sat there and I, and I told them, I said, Hey, I just, I think I'm supposed to say this thing. This is, if I have a secret, this might be it. And I said it. And one of the guys goes, Oh yeah, me too. Mm. Man, I, I struggled in that same way. Yes. And and it was just like the Lord was telling me, hey, I got you. Keep yes. doing Keep putting everything yes. in the spotlight. Yes. Keep putting everything under the spotlight. Say everything. You don't need to hide anything ever, ever, ever. Yes. And I'll use it. And that is the way that we triumph over the devil with the, yes. with the word of our testimony. I mean, that is when we quit doing what we don't want to do. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that is now. I hope I was very clear telling the story of not having secrets that I'm not not a perfect person by any yeah, stretch. You didn't no. read like that, did it? No, you said you've made it abundantly clear to the the whole world that you're not a perfect person okay, many, many times. <laughs> you're like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, Andy, we've been friends for yeah. a lot of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust well, no, that the world no, knows you're not nobody's perfect. Nobody's confused right <laughs> yeah, now, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. That's what I want. <laughs> but I just think, oh, could we all be free enough to yeah. say, Women struggle with the same things men struggle with, and men struggle. I mean, in youth group, it makes sense, and I respect it, that there are times they split up boys and girls, and the boys, they talk about porn, and the girls, they talk about body image and eating disorders. And I want to go split them up if you want to split them up. Switch the topic sometimes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Because there is no sin that is female, and there is no sin that is male. The enemy wants to destroy us all equally. And there's no sin that any human being is not capable of. Yeah. And I think when you when you embrace that mindset, it, it really allows you to respond with compassion to someone who's in a struggle yes. that you may not have been compassionate. When you said when 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 you understand, hey, that could be you. You yes. could be in that ditch. Yes. But for grace. Listen, uh, I have I. counted before when I've had been in conversations, I've counted how many yeses, Annie, would you have had to make to get there? Yeah. And I almost always I'm like, less than them. Yeah. It would have taken me less yeses That's right. to get what they're confessing to me yeah. than it took them to get there. Yeah. So you need to just slow it. It is, it is the Lord's grace and yeah. his kindness when we get to confess because he's all it's doing is protecting us. Yeah. It's not protecting anybody else. Confession protects us yeah. from the enemy. And that's why, I mean, you, you've you got the greatest missionary of all time in Romans 7 saying, why do I do what I don't I do? I know. He says, the, the good I want to do, I don't do. Right. And the evil I don't want to do, this is what I keep on doing. Yes. Why do I do what I don't want to do? And that's I am, I read that and I empathize so deeply with that. Like, I Lord, know. I love you. I, I literally teach your word for a living. Like, why do I do what yes, I don't want to do? Yes. And Me I think, too, JP. I think, Annie, there's a generation like the generation rising up, that like the pursuit of holiness has been lost on us. And I really do sense that God wants to do something bigger than we could ever yeah. imagine right now. Yeah. That if we just, if we thought, you know what, not not under the banner of legalism, you know, Tozer said that the church will be at the height of its heresy when it calls obedience legalism, not under the banner wow. of legalism, but under the pursuit of holiness. Yes. God, I want to be holy because you are holy. Yep. Would you make me holy? Would you cleanse my life from all unrighteousness? Yes. And and it's we can have fun with friends and experience a righteous fellowship without sinning. Yeah. And I think sometimes we just, you know, too often we call 
send fun. And yes. it never is. It always costs us something. Oh, the thing I confessed yesterday. Yeah. What I said to my friend later is I said, I knew it was cotton candy before I ate it. Yeah. It will not satisfy. It will make me sick later. Yeah. It is actually not a meal. But le- yeah. because then what it gave me permission to do, JP, is say to her, I'm really hungry. Yeah. I can tell I'm hungry and yeah. I settled for cotton candy. Yeah. And so I'm confessing to you, cotton candy, can we now talk about yeah. a meal? Yeah. What would it look like for me to go to God yeah. and to other people? This isn't like a, and so I prayed and I was better, yeah. but yeah. what would it look like for me to go to God and other people in my hunger yeah. instead of getting the cotton candy? And I love that you said that because because sin in the metaphor, us eating cotton candy, us pursuing any sin, us buying something, us pursuing glory from someone, us lusting, uh, you know, even speaking in a way that is is unrighteous. It's just a symptom. Yeah, it right. It is just a symptom yeah. that our relationship with God is not where He wants it. Yeah. And and if we can stop and say, all right, what would it look like for me to have the meal? Yeah. You know, what would it? You know, that's it, the virtue, if, right? If you've ever been to like a Tex-Mex place and you filled up on the chips before you, and then they bring your enchiladas or your fajitas or whatever, yeah. and you're like, man, I'm not even hungry. I'm so full. I'm so yes. full. I think that's what how we should go through the world. It's like, Lord, I'm so full. I'm so full on you. And that's not just this ethereal Christian pastor speak. That, that that's actually available to all of us. Yes. We're just too busy for it. For yes. most of us, we're just too busy for yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I mean, I love that that's one of yours, that busyness and rest are one of the things we really got to talk about in the book because yeah. that matters. A, a lack of rest is an invitation. When we are tired, yeah. everything is more attractive. Man. It is for me. Let me say, when I'm tired, no, everything's ev- more attractive. for everyone it is. Yeah, it is a different life. JP, we're out of time. Let me tell you what we didn't do. We did, we're going to nail it real quick. Tell me the name of your podcast. Uh, becoming something. Everybody needs to be listening. It's Let's so go. good. I so love it, JP. That. It just, I learn, I learn, I learn. And people, the cool way to call it is beso. 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 Yeah. I always read it and I say beso. Beso is like a kiss in Spanish, but it's beso, oh, like be- becoming something. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Following you on Instagram gets yeah. us the Friday Q&A. Yeah. Will you at, sing the song? At JP Clue. It's that Friday Q&A, that Friday Q&A. Yes. That feels like a benefit that we just got that live. Let's go. Um, you do a great job with those. Thank you, friend. I know that there is such a challenge to say in one paragraph yeah. some of these big answers. Yeah. And you get... 2,000 questions every Friday, yeah, just about? I've been asked 500,000 questions. How about that? Uh-uh. Yeah, so I, I counted like from when I started to how many questions I've, I've received. Yeah. I've received 500,000 questions. So Golly. it's pretty crazy. Half a million questions. Yeah, wow. People are in need. They want answers. Yeah. So we can get a lot of that from you from there. But I mean- Thank God for a conversation about confession. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the heads up. But, that's what we were talking about hey, listen, today. That's <laughs> a, what our friends listen don't know is when we, before we start an episode, we pray. We prayed and that's it. We prayed. And then we go, okay, Lord, whatever whatever the river, wherever the river leads. And yeah. so we're just, what excites me yeah. is somebody's about to hit stop on this. Yeah. And go say the thing they haven't said before, yeah. and they're about to live freer than they've lived in yeah. decades. Yeah, revival is a buzzword right now. I see it a lot in social media. And, and you'll hear revival starts with prayer, or it is when people pray, but it's also marked by confession. That's right. If somebody's listening and there's something that you're hiding and you're looking for a sign to bring it to the light, like here's your sign. This is your sign. Yeah. You are one sentence from this feeling so much better. Yeah. That is it. One That's sentence. Right. And it's going to feel so much better. And confess to a safe person, and you're going to get a me too or some version of a me too that's right if you can't find anybody to confess to today tell me more at anniefdowns.com you send it to us and that is not the final answer but that'll be a first answer that's right so you send it to us and we will respond and then y'all but an in-person person in your community is better than that but if you got nobody that's right and you need it out of your chest Send it here. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. We are not afraid of what you're going to say. That's right. We are not afraid. We are going to. Me too. JP, what do we not say that we need to say? I think that's it. You did a great job. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. You did too with this book. I'm so glad people get it. Comes out tomorrow. So I am so glad people get it. And I'm going to go take that quiz. I mean, like I don't know, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go see which ones you tell me. (laughs) Why do I do? Why do I do? Dot com. Okay, JP. The last question we always ask because the show is called That Sounds Fun. 
Tell me what sounds fun to you. Man, right now, because it's overcast. Tornado tr- watch, a, apparently. A trip to the beach sounds uh, really fun. What, what what beach are y'all? Where do y'all go? Do y'all go down in Texas? I love Mexico, personally. Okay. It's my favorite. Yeah, so I've never been before. Mark and I's favorite. Yeah. You've never been to Mexico? I've never been to Mexico. Annie. And not a mission trip or a beach you trip. Are, you are going to Mexico <laughs> with us. Okay. Absolutely. I would love it. That's oh, my gosh. Happen. I would think. Listen, I love vacationing with families. That Me and the Barnes went to Disney last year. So Come on. when the Pacludas do their next you family trip, going to, you are, I prom- I'll get you the little going to Mexico cabana next door. Come on. Oh, that'd be so fun. Why do you love about it? Oh, it's just like you can go all inclusive. And so it's you don't have to worry about, you know, where you're going to eat or what you're going to do. And they build these resorts. There's a beautiful beach, a yeah. great place to stay, awesome pools entertainment. I mean, it's it's perfect. But thanks for doing this. I'm so grateful yeah. for your friendship and your yeah. ministry. And yeah. y'all Friend. go confess. Thank you. Oh, you guys, isn't he the best? Wow, we just went there. I did not predict that, but that is the joy of making these shows. Y'all be sure to grab your copy of Why Do I Do What I Don't Want to Do. It is really good, really helpful. And follow JP on social media so you can tell him thank you for being on the show today. If you've enjoyed this episode or know someone you think would enjoy it, be sure to share it. So we heard what sounds fun to JP. I liked it. And now we get to hear what sounds fun to one of our friends who's listening just like you. All right, Sarah, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. Hi, Annie. I am Sarah Chancy from Edmond, Oklahoma. And what sounds fun to me is getting on a plane with my husband and going to Europe um, to go to some soccer games and just explore all that Europe has to offer. Okay, so what do you have a country that you want to like land in? Um, Probably Germany, just because they have really great soccer. Yes. and it's also close to Austria. Yeah. Um, I spent about six weeks in Austria when I was in college. Yeah. And um, it's it's like my European home. Yeah. And so every time I think about running off to somewhere, that's where I think oh, I'm going to run off to. I love it. Okay. And soccer, you and me both, sister. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Do you have a Premier League team you like the most? Um, so my husband is a huge Chelsea fan. Interesting. And so, yes. Um, and I actually asked him, I said, okay, how did you land on Chelsea? Yeah. And he he just, he loves finding players and then attaching to wherever they yeah. go. And so a lot of his really favorite players have yeah. all ended up at Chelsea and he likes how they run their business. Yeah. And he just loves it. How's yeah. he feel about Christian Pulisic maybe getting traded away? Ugh. He actually thinks it's a, a pretty good deal. He's yeah. like, you know what? I think he just needs to develop a little bit more and just get that good confidence and be the star that we all know he is. That's right. He is a star. Okay. Well, listen, everything about what sounds fun to you sounds fun to me, Sarah. So let's do it. I'm just inviting myself along. I've never been to Germany. I've never been to Austria and I love a soccer match. So we will do it. Let's go watch Dortmund or what's that? What's the really good? um, Yes. Yes. In Germany. Yes. Okay. We'll do it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I'll do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me is doing laundry. I've been out of town a long time. It's time to do some laundry. I don't mind it. Y'all have a great week. And we'll see you back here on Thursday with rapper and author KB, Kevin Burgess. Getting in those double-name friends this week, you guys. Y'all are going to love this conversation with KB and his new book. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I cannot wait to talk about this one with him. We'll see y'all on Thursday.